0: And welcome back to episode 49 of the Weekly Tech round with me, Jay. And me, Carl. We're getting closer to the, the big one year, uh, aren't we, Carl?
1: Yeah, by the end of August. We'll, we'll be there.
0: We will indeed. I think that's not too bad. I'm quite impressed. We've uh, managed to s- nearly sustain for a whole year. And if you've been with us for the whole year, thank you so much for holding on. Maybe <laughs> I was going to apologise. <laughs> well, I was going to say, maybe you subscribed and you keep wondering what this strange podcast is that keeps turning up. But, you know, thanks anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so let's before we kick on let me do the weekly housekeeping as always so you can find us on twitter at weekly tech rant all one word and online at techrant.online dot online for all of our show notes and everything else there as well including every week we all post up the links to the podcast as well as our em- embedded links for spotify apple Podcasts. Uh, And, of course, from our hosting provider, Anchor, where you can also pick up our podcast on quite a few other different services that, quite frankly, I've never heard of. But there you go. (laughs) So this week, uh, last week was all about, well, rumors (laughs) in the tech, the the weekly tech rant rumor mill. Uh, This week, we're talking money, big money. Are we not, Carl?
1: We are indeed. We have our, what, Apple, Google and Microsoft have all released some kind of financial results. Uh, so I thought we'd delve a little into them and see what kind of money these guys are making. Uh it's obscene, more than we I'm uh. gonna give you. <laughs> more than us. It's obscene. Uh, but there were some interesting numbers in there about you know what they're selling and how much of you know the company's or company's profits are made up of their product lines.
0: So this week we've had the big three really, haven't we, that have kind of dominated yeah. the, the the news in terms of stocks and shares. And that's been Apple, Google, and Microsoft in that particular order. So let's kick off then with our friends in Cupertino who have just published their Q3 2021 um, results or earnings, however you wish to describe it. And it's been a good one, hasn't it? Oh, it has. They brought in what, revenue of 81.3, sorry, 81.4 billion. Crazy, crazy, crazy.
1: Uh, So that was up 36% from uh, this time last year. So... uh, (laughs) That working from home and the
0: pandemic has done them well. I think it has. I I think you know they're not alone. When we talk about the other guys in a minute, I think everybody's had a bit of a a wave off the back of the pandemic, especially the tech sector, haven't they? In terms of you know increased profits or revenue, at least in many cases. Um, And themselves, I think with this work from home boost, have definitely seen. Benefit from that positive sales, I'd say, Definitely.
1: I mean, so we said $81 billion in revenue, but you know, once they've taken all the tax and their costs away and the outlay and staff and whatnot, they're still walking away with a cool $21.7 billion in, in profit.
0: I mean, $21 billion in profit in three months is, is yeah, that's the thing you've got to remember here, isn't it? This is a three quarter. Months. This is not the yearly earnings, this is a quarter. But, you know, as always, we'll talk a little, we'll delve into a little more detail. But as always, with Apple, uh, you know, they smashed it, bump a quarter, yet the stock price really didn't reflect that, did it?
1: No, no, <laughs> yeah. because the analysts expected more.
0: I don't know. But I think, is that the case, though? I think, I wonder you know. now with, with with Apple stock, is it like, the analysts let's are just give like, them a kick in? Well, yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, well done, guys. Yeah, well done. You, you just made more money. Great. You know, it, it's, it's, we smashed no... every
1: metric we have put up for you. Yeah. yeah. So there's no, here's a kick in. Yeah.
0: There's no uh, fertility in their shares, is there? You know what I mean? It's like, Ooh, no. oh, they've you know they made that acquisition, it's gone bad, or oh, actually, oh my god, you know they they spent you know ten billion dollars buying their company, and somehow they've managed to make another fifty. You know, there's never any of that. Apple's very consistent, isn't it? It's like <laughs> it is more, more, more. You know more. what you're gonna get, and in each of their and in each of their, uh, I guess because they know, they don't report obviously breakdown of the the products by specifics, do they? They do it more now in the categories. Each one of the the, the categories that Apple had, well, all of them were up on year-on-year uh, results, weren't they? I did. From I mean, obviously the
1: the iPhone still is the bulk, isn't it? So of that, you know, of that eighty-one billion in revenue, the iPhone brought in just a tad under forty billion of that. Yeah, you know, followed what. Shortly, by the Mac at eight billion odd, the iPad at seven billion. a wearables, home and accessories came in at eight point seven billion, and services. And I think that's where the App Store falls in, doesn't it? Yep, uh, came in at seventeen and a half billion.
0: So, looking at that, if you take iPhone out of the equation, services made the most money. Yeah, and and that's don't forget is where Apple are wanting to transition because they know. Well, I say they know the 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 way that it's kind of portrayed, isn't it? That long term, the hardware money will go away.
1: Yeah, and, and even even now, an iPhone, if you're lucky, is a once a year, you know, generally once every couple of year purchase, even longer for things like Macs. But services, you're paying for that monthly, on yeah. and on and on,
0: <clears throat> and. You know, that's even look at if you even take the iPhone now, the iPhone's become a service itself, hasn't it? You know, you've got it a has. phone as a service with the Apple upgrade program. And Apple, I really, I think, realized that eventually the transition away from their core hardware business will need to make them a services company. And that's where that's where, you know, you think, this, look at Apple TV, for example, Apple TV Plus, I should say. Yep. Sorry. You know, that has the potential to do a Netflix. It but, has. I don't know if you realise, but Apple's three, Apple's quarterly profit was Netflix's like yearly revenue, give or take.
1: It was, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, they that's... have the money. Uh, yeah, Talking yeah. of profit, actually, I, I did read another uh, article. Uh, Apple now the most profitable company in the world, edging out Saudi Aramco.
0: So basically what you're telling me now is that oil is not the be-all and end-all, it's tech.
1: I mean, they didn't edge it out by much, but they edged it out. Yeah. And some would I mean, argue only because we're not driving very much at the moment because we're all stuck at home.
0: And you could also argue, don't forget, that Sadio Ramco, uh, the actual true value of Sadio Ramco really isn't known either because no. only the only the kind of bits that they report on the on the bits that they've gone public with, haven't they, on some of the yeah. on the, the shares? Because um, there was a long time, wasn't there around, I think Sadio Ramco is the first trillion-dollar company on paper, yeah. but that wasn't official because obviously it wasn't... Um, Mm-hmm. Been sold anywhere in terms of stocks, you know, outside yeah. of KSA. But I think you're right. I think you know Apple here is transitioning. We're seeing that slowly. Doesn't mean they're getting out of the hardware business by any short, you know, oh, no. sure of this. But you know, Tim Cook has made it perfectly clear that services is where they want to be. You know, and you're seeing that massively with the subscription based um, area. You know, you're seeing it with uh, their pivot in, into things like the Apple TV. Um, I think you know definitely. And and when we talk about Microsoft, I think that's going to be evident of where that business model goes, isn't it? Yeah, no, uh, they are
1: great at the services.
0: But I think what was interesting you were saying about that Fortune, oh, was it Fortune Global five hundred list yeah. of revenue. It was interesting to see who was at the top of that list, though, wasn't it? Uh, I must did admit, you? I did not glance too much over so it. So the top the top five, uh, without going down the whole line, were Walmart. This is on revenue, uh, don't forget. Yeah, yeah. Walmart, State Grid, which is China, Amazon. And then the Chinese National Petroleum Company, and then Sinopec again, China. So out of those five, three were energy slash utility, you know, so yep. oil, I guess you know And then you had two retailers. So yeah. Walmart still at the top there in terms of revenue. But you think about Walmart though; they must, you know, they they must churn through billions of dollars of revenue. But if you yeah. think about it. Their costs are high, aren't they? They've got massive. Of course, There's not much got...
1: margin in, in stacking no, shelves.
0: No, and then you've got Amazon at three, which again, Amazon turnover, you know, truckloads Ridiculous. of cash again, yeah. but are in a similar position, aren't they, with to, to Walmart? Though their revenue is lower, but obviously, AWS now, um, as a business, is as I think I saw something today, or maybe something I read that said AWS uh, is now if it was an independent business, it would be bigger than HP. It'd be bigger than Cisco. It's making so wow. much money so quickly, you know, good Absolute. place to be. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nobody Should wants to got shares
1: server. in Amazon.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nobody I've got one.
1: You've got one, a whole one.
0: No, no, no. I... Pardon. <laughs> a fraction. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, Apple, Q3, um, you know, definitely is always a solid Q4 for them, obviously, will be the interesting one to see when we have the the iPhone release. Yeah. Um, and we've got a little bit more talk about that, how that's looking from Apple's perspective. Yeah. But, you know, for Apple, another bumper quarter, smash every expectation, keep yep. setting the bar higher and higher. They do. Is it sustainable?
1: I don't Some know. say no,
0: but look at it, you know, since Tim Cook came going. on board.
1: And that gap on the on the tablets, you know, I, I saw some some uh, numbers that said Apple swel- sell what twelve point nine million uh, iPads stuff. Samsung are in at eight million of them. Uh, Lenovo at four point seven for the last year. So Apple still basically sell more than everyone else combined.
0: Yeah, but it's a bit like so. Th- so that point, you're right about the the dominance of that particular market space. Yeah. It's because there is only one tablet on the market that is an iPad. Everything yeah. else is an inferior product space. Now, now. The Galaxy tablets, Android, are great, but they don't... There's not the same... um, There isn't the same market draw, is there, if you will?
1: No. There's not
0: the tie into the ecosystem that you have with Apple. Now, Samsung makes some stunning tablets. I cannot deny that.
1: Those OLED displays are are great, yeah. Beautiful,
0: very powerful, Snapdragon. But what I'm getting at here is you're not seeing the productivity... um, binds with them. You're not seeing the, the no. connection to the ecosystem. And I know some people will be throwing bricks at me for Lissanis, but it's true. Apple has it's all about up... the apps. Yeah, well, we've said this many times tied tied before. And then you could argue well you've got um you know Surface. Well no Surface isn't a tablet. Surface mm. is a is a laptop with no keyboard permanently attached.
1: You know? Yeah it can be used as a tablet but it's not the same kind of tablet that it's Apple It's running a desktop
0: itself. OS, isn't it?
1: Yes, exactly. You know, and the, the problem with Android here is that it's, one, it's not really great on tablets. It never has been. Google's focus is the phone, uh, and therefore the app developers build apps for the phones, which aren't optimized for tablets. It kind of leads to a not great experience.
0: But you've got they're also kind of cannibalizing their own market in a tiny, tiny way with the Chrome OS approach.
1: Yep. Yes, they because are. Yeah,
0: they are shipped. There are Chrome OS tablets on the market as well. Yep. And then Google we even, even talk- made some. Yeah, we won't even talk about um, Amazon and their Kindle Fires because don't go there. Though I, w- I, did, I don't know if I said to you, I went to a restaurant uh, a couple of weeks ago with my wife. Oh, yeah. And the servers were using tablets, you know, as they do. Okay, yeah. And I was like curious to see what it was. It was Kindle. Oh, wow. I was like... That was odd.
1: <laughs> Wasn't expecting that one, but it's cheap. If you break it, you just buy another one for 40 Well, I did wonder for a while it whilst
0: he was tapping away on it. I was thinking, yeah, yeah. That's not going to be a great experience. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the iPad is just dominant. and it's. But you could argue the same, to a small degree, the iPhone. But Android do have a larger market share in the phone market. So we can't really do, play that yeah. card to the game. But if you take the watch market...
1: Oh Apple it's watches, just Apple Watch
0: Apple Watch is a business is the whole of the watch market combined
1: yeah including, not just smart uh, no, non smart it's no. smart and non smart isn't it
0: i'm talking your classic watch um, manufacturers you know you're talking your high end brands such as omega rolex etc um, this is you know they're not they're not playing there as like some hobby that is big money as well isn't it and it's yeah it's their dominance in nearly every market they play in, I think, with Apple's point of view. You could argue whether it's the best product or not, that's not the point. It's the dominance of the marketplace, which is absolutely unbelievable. Whether or not that's going to be hamstrung a little bit by, you know, supply chain shortages in the in the coming few months and oh and beyond, I think that'll impact the bottom line, but I don't think that's gonna necessarily impact the the overall market um, market cap. Yeah. So we dwelled a bit on Apple there. We did, but there were we were, but also, like I say, our uh, there were also uh, it was a Google as well, wasn't So Google, Google
1: yeah, so, yeah. their they're quarter what, two quarter? results.
0: They're in Q two, okay, got. Well, cool.
1: So not Take Google, Alphabet. Oh,
0: sorry, yes, sorry, a parent company.
1: That includes Google and other bits, but Alphabet themselves. So yeah, Q two results, revenue of just under sixty two billion. So up sixty two percent from uh, previous year. So that's quite a jump up. They did quite well there considering pandemic Uh, but a net income yeah a profit of 18 and a half billion not bad at all not far behind apple there
0: so what's driving alphabet then
1: yeah uh and youtube advertising still the massive ones
0: advertising yeah
1: yeah yeah everyone's at home Uh, a bit of spare time i'm not in the office let's watch a youtube video
0: I'd I'd be frank with you, I've never truly understood the monetization of YouTube beyond the adverts, but there's clearly more to it than that, isn't there?
1: (laughs) There is, there is. I don't know they have things like YouTube Premium, they just put out YouTube Lite, which is not really like Premium, it's just YouTube without the adverts. That's only without the adverts that YouTube put in, not the ones that the content creators put in themselves.
0: So the bulk of their revenue then is, we're saying, is advertising driven.
1: No, this was a surprising one. Google Cloud still losing money
0: oh interesting when we've just been talking about aws basically milking it <laughs> milking yeah the cash cow they need to get another one in because that other cash cow is exhausted yeah. so
1: so google cloud <laughs> lost 591 million this quarter
0: oh wow
1: not as bad as the previous one where it was a billion
0: so it's improving but yeah getting better getting better gentlemen but uh what went wrong there? I mean, <laughs> they're I not way- playing
1: in the same ballpark as AWS and Microsoft, clearly.
0: Well, no, because let's be honest. When you talk hyperscalers, majority of people are moving their workloads to AWS or Azure, and Azure, yeah. Azure, you know, and or Azure. And I think yeah. it's dependent on again. Microsoft have got a lot of buy-in from the services that are, you know we talked about this before yeah. around the licensing model. Uh, but Amazon, of course, have got a massive infrastructure services themselves that people are leveraging, aren't they, for one thing or another? Yeah. Um, and, you know, you're seeing other vendors jump onto that as well as the big uh, partners, system integrator companies as well, who are placing their bets on those hyperscalers too. So, yeah, interesting to see that Google um, you know, Google Cloud isn't doing so well. I'm, I was surprised by that. Yeah, I was shocked rest-
1: when I read that. I was like, oh, I wasn't quite expecting that.
0: But I guess then it's a competitive marketplace. Yeah. But, Definitely. You know, Google, Google obviously, you know, sorry, alphabet i should say you know we've talked about youtube we've got google cloud in there we've got search but you know they, they've still got their android division and uh, their sort of hardware so you know are they doing all right yeah um
1: i think they, was. they were they were positive i don't i haven't written the numbers down for those ones but from what i was hearing they were positive
0: so it'd be interesting to see how how well that um the smartphone business does but i mean i guess you know It's got to play a large chunk, a few billion in there around that, hasn't it? From from that part of the business, surely. Yeah. I mean, they they the Pixel line of phones over the last few years has definitely improved. You know, they've oh yeah. Google
1: doesn't break out hardware numbers yet.
0: Uh, Okay, so that comes under
1: Google Other.
0: Uh, That would imply that they don't feel confident enough yet. But they still
1: made six point six billion there in revenue from Google Other.
0: Okay, so we're gonna basically say that's Android then are we?
1: Although it's revenue and they haven't said if it's what that's profit.
0: Okay, interesting. So Google still making a lot of money. You know, by the sound of it what their revenue then was twenty billion dollars behind give or take Apple. But twenty billion dollars is a lot of money. You know, yep. that was Apple's profit, wasn't it? Yeah, so. but, pro- but prof- their profit, there wasn't
1: much in it. So Apple profit was $21.7 and uh, Alphabet's was
0: eighteen point five. So I, are what we uh, well are we taking away from there that potentially that Google or Alphabet have a lower operating cost maybe then?
1: Well, yeah, obviously uh, Apple make a lot more phones and tablets and wearables that all cost
0: yeah, yes, yeah, true. There it are hardware
1: people, so yeah.
0: Google are running massive data centers, just using you know their search capabilities, aren't they? Yeah.
1: So yeah, next you know. we have up
0: third um, didn't
1: quite make as much money. Microsoft they still made a lot though. So Microsoft it's full year earnings, so they made revenue of one hundred sixty eight billion. So eighteen percent up from That's last time. A lot time. of money
0: as well. <laughs> it is,
1: uh, but net income was only sixty one billion of that. So up thirty eight percent. So that probably puts them, and if you extrapolate Apple and Google, it probably puts them in third place. But doing the figures, that's still one hundred and sixty seven million a day in profit they're making.
0: That's crazy, crazy money. But they are still the second most valuable tech company on the planet at two point yeah. one trillion dollars. You know, because that's yeah. the thing. Um, Google are worth one point eight trillion yeah amazon one point six Apple are not far off two and a half 2.3, uh, two point three two point four excuse me uh, and then Microsoft at two point one but still good it's still good, but again Microsoft's operating costs are probably a lot higher I'd imagine based on yeah the company and they so. you know they they've taken you know the last couple of years have been a for them have been a transition isn't it from the perpetual licensing to the subscription and services based company that you see today. But oh, I definitely. think it's been a successful transition. Would you agree? It
1: has. And if you look at, I, I don't have the exact numbers here, but I kind of have percentage you know, increases, but the big ones are still Office, whether it's the commercial or the consumer version. You know, they're up 20% and 18% re- respectively. LinkedIn was up 46%. You know, other ser- server products and cloud services are up 34%. Search advertising revenue up 50%. percent The not so good ones though. Wouldn't, and I think this really falls down to, you know, uh, being hardware related and a shortage of stuff, so Windows OEM sales were down three percent. Xbox content and services were down four percent.
0: That's interesting.
1: And Surface revenue was down twenty percent.
0: I I, we don't know, yet know whether or not Xbox is profitable, do we? No, because apparently PlayStation has said now that the PlayStation every every PlayStation is now a profit.
1: Wow, yeah, I yeah myself don't release those numbers.
0: But Azure though's done very well, from what I can see.
1: Yeah, it's making so a load of money, isn't it? And, it means, and Office and while well, Windows is down three percent, it still made a shed load.
0: So here, you know, the reality for Microsoft here is the cloud services is where the money is. Yeah. And Azure is what fifty percent year-on-year growth. Um, yeah. Give what yeah, I think based quarterly at least, it's seeing massive increase we think driven by the pandemic like all of the hyperscalers did because of the need to move forward and you know uh gain extra ground attraction for your cloud work or your workers at home through whether it be cloud desktops or whether it be you know other other capability bursts yeah. isn't it but look at all of the services that you know they, that they've released you know you've got all of the, the azure cloud services in that yeah you've got the desktop services you've got um the data center migrations, you've got the hybrid model, you've got the well, cloud office PC market, service, the office is... office is a service, sorry, yes, office is a service. You've got the cloud PC market, which we'll talk about in a minute. Um, you've got all of the cloud management tools in there, you know, whether it's endpoints yeah. or whether it's security, all of that is in there. That's definitely where they're, for me, yeah, that's, that's where they're the, making the, it. That's where they're making it, and that's where the market is. The hardware stuff, you're right, taking your Xbox out of the equation for a second, Surface is probably, and again, they are premium devices in the grand scheme of things, aren't they? So I don't think they're probably going to have seen the numbers compared to uh, people like Dell or HP or Lenovo in shipping, you know, things, but Xbox again, um, you know, probably, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's profitable. Maybe it's, maybe they're close to it. Perhaps it's not a case of they wanted to, they're worried about that from that. But one thing I did pick up from from the the notes there, and I don't you know if you have that in yours, was about how much Microsoft are sending buying shares off the market.
1: Yeah, they bought a lot, didn't they?
0: Yeah. Um, they bought back over $10 billion of shares off the open market. Yeah. Which is absolutely bizarre.
1: <laughs> because they don't need to, do they?
0: No, that because they they are a behemoth. You know, this isn't Microsoft of ten years ago. This is now Microsoft, which is just just slightly behind. You know, Apple in the grand but scheme. Apple of Apple do a lot of that
1: Apple do a lot of, of share buybacks. They actually.
0: do, a, yeah, they do. But I think it then controls their it controls their voting, doesn't it? It controls yeah. um, where they can do with giving shares out. I guess as well from a um, what's the word an employee point of view. Employee, yeah, benefits and, and you know, so your executives and stuff, isn't it? But it's not like they need to buy, it's not like they're buying shares back to shift debt or anything like that. But no, I don't know, it's very odd. But Microsoft, yeah, stunning amount of money. Um, and again, you know, really none of this I think is surprising given what we saw over the last year and you know the early indications. Certainly, the start of the company, you know, I you know, I recall you know when tech companies were making forecasts, you know, the start of the pandemic saying, oh, you know, well, our forecast for the following quarter or this (laughs) year is dire. Yeah, we're gonna to have to reduce this because you know the, the economic outlook for the world is pretty crap, and you know, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you know, we're not gonna make any money. Uh, you know, fast forward, you know, twelve months, actually, pretty good. <laughs> like, yeah, the,
1: the general public responded by saying we're gonna sit at home and just buy shitloads of stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think you're right. I think it's definitely the case here with with these guys, but I think what we're seeing from especially for the cloud players though is in an enterprise or you know, larger business, we're looking at transition here, which has been sped yep. up by the pandemic.
1: Definitely. So yeah. Moving on to the next article, but kind of ties in with it. We'll be interested to see how our Apple do on their next call. Because they're on their earnings call they were saying they're expecting um su- supply constraints during the September quarter uh to be greater than what they've experienced uh, during the June quarter. So primarily the iPhone and iPad are gonna be in short supply. Apparently. Well,
0: this is no shock to anybody at the moment, is it? Let's be honest. Here, uh, the silicon shortage, and you know, realistic. It, you know, Apple probably are downplaying a little Definitely. bit in terms of what they've done because you know we've we've, we've been talking about for several months now around how they've signed exclusivity deals. We know that TSMC are yeah basically prioritising them as customer number one.
1: The chips, yeah.
0: Granted, there may not be the kind of stock that you'd expect, but I'll tell you now. For launch, there will be plenty for launch. They will, but it I will pro- actually, go on. Sorry,
1: I was just saying, I actually just confirmed today that they're bringing on a third partner, a third party, I should say, uh, or partner called Luxshare Precision Industry. who will be building the iPhone Thirteens alongside uh, Foxconn and Pegatron.
0: So there you go. And if you look at the, but this will probably be no different to the iPad Pro M1 launch. Yeah. Whereas if you basically didn't get in quick enough you know, you were waiting a, a month weren't you, you know, yeah. actually they, that wait time has come down to about a week now
1: Yeah, so you try to so, get hold of your uh, speakers
0: Yeah, 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 which you know, that was again, like, you know, they were like as rare as rocking horse dropping for a while um, <laughs> You know, the M- M1 pad, I- iPad that I want is still as rare as rocking horse droppings, but that's another story um, But yeah, right. I you think... can't
1: afford it anyway
0: No, you're right, I can't afford it You're, you're, you're spot on <laughs> But yeah, I think, you know, this is probably a tad bit of, again, playing down the market, isn't it? To yeah. kind of say that, you know, there could be problems. Because let the, you're not going to, no way are we going to get Tim Cook stepping up to the podium going, we're going to have so many iPads and iPods or iPhones available that you will just you will be falling over them. There'll be no yeah. rush. Be like, uh, that's kind of scary, Tim. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Come on, sell them all yeah so he, they'd rather downplay it and also it kind of builds foam over it doesn't it oh i better order early then because yeah. you know it does there's always a touch of it
1: i don't know if person it. doesn't have the latest
0: yeah but they are concerns though isn't there? i know because the iphone 12 came in that year where a lot of people came out of two-year contracts didn't they, and they and upgrade cycles they did yeah whether or not the 13 will have that and you know are people superstitious I'm not still I'm don't gonna, even know
1: it's going to be called the 13 for sure.
0: No, but I, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You know,
1: we'll we see. had
0: iOS, we had iOS 13. So why wouldn't you have an iPhone 13? Yeah, that's true. You know, it wouldn't make any, it wouldn't make any sense for them to all of a sudden go. We can't use the 13. You know, nah, I think if they yeah, weren't going right. to. You know, just I don't know. Just, just go in there. But yeah, the the silicon shortage will have an impact. But then again, we already know that because of the Steam decks. You know <laughs> not you know.
1: sure when or if I'll ever get mine.
0: Basically they're just saying, yeah, twenty twenty two, aren't they? <laughs> at Some, some point we might yeah.
1: you know, take the money out of your bank account and ship it.
0: It might exist, you yeah, it might not, you yeah. know. You might get your four quid back, it'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving away from companies that have got so much money that they could run small countries, um, we're now talking a little bit more still big money, but you know, yeah. uh, you know, Slightly, uh, I guess, you know, there's there's billions and there's trillions. Well, everybody's favorite password extension outside of the, you know, LastPass or uh, what's the other ones? OnePass or uh, Bitwarden bit is OnePassword, which is pretty popular, especially in the Mac world. It is, yeah. Um, for its, you know, integration on iOS and, of course, its uh, Mac app as well um they recently announced a new funding round by the look of it which i hadn't noticed this until you point out the show notes um which is well uh, for me i'm quite shocked they they're valued at two billion dollars now
1: yeah so this was some round led by a cell uh for uh, it was $100 a hundred million dollar round which yeah it values them at two billion um, they're bring it on to kind of continue their enterprise expansion. They're getting a lot into the passwordless stuff as uh single sign and all that kind of bits and pieces. So yeah, I was shocked at a two
0: billion valuation. I did have to laugh though, right? So <laughs> they're valued at two billion dollars, you know, on paper, yeah. Yet the market yeah. segment that they play in, the password okay. management industry, has a capitalization of just under one point three billion. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Huh. But I presume that's sorry, one point three. Three per year, I presume though, revenue.
0: I I I would assume so. I think that's yeah, the um that's the yeah, the the, the valuation of that market segment at yeah. this time, uh based on analyst industries, um, who are showing that it, that in twenty twenty it was one point two four six million um expected to reach just over three billion by 2026 which shows uh, a combined annual growth rate of just under 16 percent
1: okay we'll say so one password are making 120 million a year in annual recurring revenue
0: so they've got a nice chunk of that they have you know considering LastPass took themselves out the back and beat themselves over the head um <laughs> you know you've got Dashlane laner in there you've got log me haven't you with well they own LastPass, of course but um, you've yeah you've which is the so, problem which is the problem. You've got a few other niche companies in there as well. You've got people like Bitwarden who we're particularly fond of. Um, You know, it is a growing industry and, you know, password management is an area that definitely needs to have more visibility, you know, and the ever-increasing need for complex passwords and passwords for multiple platforms isn't it because you know we are moving especially in the enterprise world to a single sign-on you know which is not quite ubiquitous yet you know unless you work in the industry like we do the tech industry you know most people's single sign-on experience is signing with Facebook um (laughs) for us you know we typically have one identity where all of our SaaS apps we don't sign into do we generally speaking it's, it's done but there still are a lot of passwords out there, you know. And you know, again, you know, we're not sponsored by it, but I, you know, you and I both use uh, Bitwarden. We do uh, to manage our passwords, and you know, ensures that we have a complex password for every one of the sites or services that we use. And I would definitely recommend to anybody listening if you haven't got a password manager or you're thinking about one, go get one of them. Doesn't matter whether it's one password. I, I can't recommend LastPass. I'm sorry, Dashlane, Bitwarden. <laughs> As um, an ex customer, <laughs> you know, yeah. Definitely go get one. I you need to you need to have that. You know, yeah. in fact, shouldn't be any arguments. But, I, I yeah, I mean, I was quite intrigued. Definitely intrigued um, by the valuation of it. Uh, you know, one password I've had personally limited integration with these guys. I mean, we have both worked at a company where they used it, haven't we? They did, um, yeah. And I know that um, you know it, it's it's definitely pop- it's more popular in the Mac world than others. Um, I was intrigued as well, though. Who actually had funded them? I don't know if you spotted that. Who were some of the the funding? It was led
1: by a cell, but I don't know who who else made that up. Slack. I don't
0: know. No, Slack have got a funding. Oh bar. really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Atlassian also okay, provided yeah. funding for them back in 2019. Um, you know, across Jira, please don't. Let's not go there. Um, but I was also intrigued that one password because you know, looking up a you know talking. As we're going to be talking about tonight, I wanted to have a look about where the product was going, um, and it is still a very, very nice looking application, I have to say. Uh, and it's some slick. of the yeah. the sharing capabilities in it, you know, especially for teams using password shared password vaults yeah. for teams is great. Um, but the other thing that caught my eye, which I hadn't spotted, was that earlier, uh, well, last month actually, um, they released an API that allows you to plug into um, Seam tools. Oh, okay, yeah. So that they can query uh, vault objects, it can look for identities, um, it basically obviously feeds into, you know, like say, security event management tool, and it's going to give you, um, I guess, more visibility, perhaps if there's, you know, compromised passwords or anything like that showing up. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's, I thought that was quite a clever, um, uh, clever idea, but, you know, but yeah, definitely, you know, LastPass, let's be honest, yeah. I, I'm sorry, Yeah, if there was ever a product that was doing well uh, and then was just nobbled, <laughs> to it bluntly, well, you know? Yeah.
1: They you know. used to be saying, Log Me In used to be great until they were bought by someone else who still owns it, I think. And yeah, they kind of killed that too.
0: Yeah, sometimes acquisitions, you know, can be very good. Yep. And, you know, sometimes acquisitions cannot be very good and I think particularly in that that case there that was maybe not how to do an acquisition. You know? Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Anyway, so we will keep an eye out for that. Um, I don't know if there's anybody else really in the password space at the moment. I know Dashlane get a lot of traction. I know they're talking yeah. about quite a bit but prices wise, most places, most of them are relatively the same ballpark aren't they? In Cost I yeah. think at the moment. I think so. But yeah, definitely. Recommendation from us this week is the password manager. Anyone. Anyone. Just Except LastPass. <laughs> yeah. Carl, cool. so what else we got this week then?
1: Oh, <sighs> Facebook. So. Well, now, what? Ru- now what have they done? <laughs> Rumors of the next hardware launch. It's, uh, it's going to be a pair of Ray-Ban smart glasses. So it, Sorry, I think it was that, in. Back that up. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. You, do you mean smart as in. Those are some smart glasses you got on there, my man. Well,
1: I, I think it's more that way looking at it, but uh, yeah, apparently it's not going to have an integrated display, and it's the, the, and it's not an augment, so therefore not augmented reality or anything. So I don't know what's smart about it. Um, you know, uh, Facebook CEO was saying, you know, the glasses have that iconic form factor, and they let you do some pretty neat things, but he didn't really allude to what those neat things are.
0: I love that. We're selling a thing. It does things. Yeah. But it doesn't I can't have this, this thing. But it's <laughs>
1: neat. And he didn't say who who the neat things were for. Then I, I, I'm presuming they're pretty neat for Facebook because they're going to be collecting all sorts of data from we're their users. scan
0: the world around you and like uh, And now I'll
1: be collecting stuff from people who aren't even on Facebook. So it's going to be Great. very neat for Facebook. But I'm not sure what value this is going to add to the user.
0: Is this is this going to be like the Google Glass thing? You know, glass holes.
1: <laughs> but at least that had a display and a camera and it you could read stuff and get notifications and actually read the notification. I mean,
0: yeah. I mean, I feel they've just partnered with Ray-Ban here because it's like somebody in a meeting went, anybody know Decent Glasses brand? Anybody? Yep. Anybody?
1: <laughs> it's like. It... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, it maybe it's just like going to give you buzz notifications you know or, or allow you to access a facebook smart assistant while you're wandering around I, who knows
0: who knows who knows indeed though i have to say i did have went off and had a look at the the notes she sent me around it um i personally quite like the look of their the prototype was it project aria the ar glasses yeah, but that's more ar
1: glasses to... isn't it yeah it's got a display yeah. it's got cameras and all that kind of stuff
0: which are nothing to do with the this this uh, this no. project here that they're talk about, but they look pretty cool. I was like, yeah, that's pretty sweet. I get that you know they look like a functional pair of glasses, you know, a bit like a yeah. kind of stripped down Hololens. Um, that though, I don't know about you. Have you tried? Can you can you tell me who owns Ray Ban?
1: Ah, uh, Essilor Luxottica.
0: Because I tried to pronounce it earlier, I was like, what?
1: That's an amalgamation of several companies, or or mergers and stuff.
0: It is, isn't it? They own quite a few. I went off and had. I I think they're the world's
1: biggest manufacturer of glasses.
0: They are uh, of glasses, including, you know, uh, author author basically normal glasses for people like me who (laughs) come
1: actual glasses, yeah.
0: (laughs) Actual glasses, glasses. You know, but yeah, it's quite impressive. But so they're not AR glasses. Well, at least we don't think they are. They're not VR glasses. No, they're just. Something.
1: They're just sunglasses that are pretty neat. Oh, maybe it's the fact that they block out the sun. Maybe that's the pretty neat thing.
0: <laughs> I can just see Zuckerberg on stage now going, <laughs> look, I can't see anything. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Buy it. I just, yeah. This just to me sounds like Facebook is basically dumped a load of cash uh S Luxe, S C, C-, C- o- o- or whatever they're called and basically said um let's use your one of your brands yep. and we'll but basically make you look good.
1: We'll figure it out later.
0: <laughs> yeah. That that's what it looks like, you know? It it's it's a bit like it's gonna be a bit like um I don't know somebody teaming up with Porsche to make a smart car. Yeah. You know, it's kind of it's using a name. Uh, that's this to me just stinks of we needed a name. We needed a name. We needed a, we needed a safe brand, if you will.
1: Yeah, because we weren't going to sell them on their own, their own branding.
0: No, because who's going to want a pair of Facebook glasses? Hello, do you remember the Snap? Do you remember the Snap glasses? Oh, I do. Yeah. Snap. Yep. Well, what the hell? What well, happened to them? I don't know. Exactly.
1: Lots exactly. exactly. of Google ones actually look quite good.
0: Yeah, but you can't get you can't get Google Glasses for love nor money. No, I think if they, I don't know whether they recalled them. Did they? Re, was it?
1: Oh, I'm not sure.
0: I think. Do you know what? I take back the words I just said. Right. I just went on eBay, and I typed in Google Glasses, expecting yeah. to see stuff at like you know thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Google Glasses, black smart glasses with USB cable, back spare frames, and original bag, pre-owned, currently at 9 bids, 20 hours to go, £117.
1: Damn you, eBay.
0: I remember when they came out and they were absolute...
1: 1500 quid easily. Uh, they still sell yeah. them. They do the Enterprise Edition.
0: They're are still selling them, for?
1: them. I presume in the workplace, asset tracking, instructions, those kind of
0: things. Do you know? I, I, I'm almost tempted to bid.
1: As I say a cheeky uh, gin or two later, and that, that's it. They're yours, aren't they?
0: But what would I do with them? That's the bit I don't get. You know, <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's like next week on the uh, the weekly tech Rat. I've got Google glasses. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what do you can they put do? Show notes on them.
0: Like, I we don't know what they do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well yeah look at it look at the google glass enterprise site it's, it's a lot of things like logistics uh manufacturing where you bring up wiring diagrams all that kind of stuff and well the that's the
0: thing you know and actually i just the thing i just read here one of the one of the listings sorry we've gone on a tangent here was <laughs> um it just said you know I've uh, factory reset them and it's paired to my iphone 12 okay uh-huh. Okay. I, I didn't. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, move away. I'm going to move away from the eBay now because that's going to be dangerous. So, yep. moving on then, let's talk about um, let's talk about Windows 11 because um, you know last week, uh, week before, we talked a bit about Windows 11 in the now the Insider builds. I mean, you and I are both running the Insider builds, weren't we? In the yeah, the dev, dev, dev channel. builds. Yep. But uh, it's broken free, hasn't it, outside of the dev channel?
1: Oh yes, it's now moved into the beta channel. And these builds are validated by MS.
0: Which basically means it probably is going to run well.
1: Yes. I mean, I didn't realize the Devchan ones weren't at least validated some way by MS. Well,
0: I hope they were. Like...
1: Yeah. But these are more validated by MS.
0: I have to say, though, just before we kind of go a bit further on with yep. the story, is touch wood-like, I found this build to be relatively stable. Okay. Yeah, not I've not had
1: any problems, really.
0: I've had a couple of weird stuff where I've just, the start menu, you start typing stuff, and it just sort of shuts back down again. That kind of happens. Yeah, quite a bit. yeah.
1: And my uh, Windows Hello Face ID is very temperamental.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of. But generally speaking, I've I've, I've had I've, I've jinxed this now. I've had no crashes.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. No. Me neither. Uh, um teams i can't log in with my business account which is a bit yeah of a that's
0: what you mean the teams the built-in client to the built-in one is, yeah yeah
1: but so yeah, other than that it's been solid
0: so we've moved out of insight. so we're now in the b challenge you say so beta channel means um if you downgrade from dev to beta it's a fresh install though isn't it
1: no you can switch for apparently for a limited time you can switch from dev to beta so if you're going to do it do it now
0: uh, I, uh, I'll stay with, I, I don't, mm, yeah, I'm staying on dev. I don't think <laughs> Yeah, I'm I've been I iron
1: mean, about that for the last hour or two. Do I go from dev to beta or just stay on dev?
0: No, I think dev probably safer because, let's be honest, the time we get to the dev builds are probably up, already ahead of the beta stage at the moment anyway, aren't they? They so, are, yeah. I mean, we did have, we'll see, there was a large feature pack install, wasn't there? Or experience, I should say. What, yep. What the one. Um, though interestingly, I think whether we mentioned it before, so, you know, I've got an 8th gen, is mine right ninth or eighth gen? Mine yours
1: is eighth, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So my Dell Lappy is an eighth gen one, and the same as my um, desktop PC. Yeah, I'm running it on a fifth gen i5. Nice. Which shouldn't work, should it?
1: Should not. <laughs> no, it should not. I couldn't, you know it the... on, I couldn't get it installed. I couldn't get it installed on my i5 NUC.
0: But you know, I've got that i5 forty nine sixty K box. Yes. Yeah. That was, up, that was on Windows 10 Insider Builds on a dev channel yeah. as well, because I like living on the edge. And one day yeah. I logged into it and it was...
1: Oh, was that a VM? In,
0: no, physical machine. Okay. And it was running Windows 11. I'm like, oh. that's odd. <laughs>
1: <It> <laughs> Very odd. Oops.
0: Because I know Microsoft have said that they're testing 7th gen and Intel's Zen 1 uh, generation CPUs on this as well. So... There was talk that they may down, I want to say, downscale the uh, the requirements on the yep. on the on the Windows eleven specs, but you know, again, on that hardware that shouldn't run, it runs smooth as butter. Yeah, I mean, there is twenty four gig of RAM in that box, but that's another story. <laughs> but I personally think though that Windows eleven is a nice illiterate iteration of Windows ten. It's
1: it is.
0: it's the start menu systems built right well, the snap stuff, all the stuff we talked about for you know, the cosmetic changes, the, you know, work. Well, I think it boots faster, personally speaking. Um, you know, there are again, some, it does have rough edges. There's no denying that. I like think when it goes GA, that some of the, um, uh, you know, some of the key things here, but I think the fact that you and I are testing it generally, you know, on hardware that we're not running yeah. production, Probably means that we're n- not too much of a worry, isn't it? You know?
1: No, oh, exactly.
0: So you won't be going down to. Um, no, I m- think I'll stay with Dev. Beta. Well, you know, it's all good then. All good. So yep. we're up Dev to now, beta then. Yeah. So when's your money on them for a release?
1: Hmm. October? I reckon sometime October.
0: I, I think the fact we've got to a beta this soon implies to me that. Yeah, you're probably, we're a hell of a lot closer than...
1: I think September's not too far away, so I think that's probably a bit early.
0: Yeah. I I, I, I think before the end of the year, definitely, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: Interesting to see. Well, free upgrades, here we come. So uh, Windows, 10, but we'll, uh, we'll <laughs> report back on any of the latest updates on that. So we're talking of Windows then. Microsoft this week released its long-awaited cloud PC offering, didn't it?
1: It did indeed.
0: With the snappy title of?
1: Uh, Windows 365.
0: There you are, Carl. Thank you for that cue up there. You were <laughs> thrown. What? What does he want <laughs> to do? Well, I did have
1: that written down. What was it again?
0: <laughs> what did he call it? Windows <laughs> so 365. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so, so it's got, arrived. We've got Microsoft 365 along with it, Windows. And Office
1: 365. 365. And oh, but and uh, Office. Sorry, Office 365 is now. Microsoft, Microsoft 365, 365, isn't it? Five, which, yes. Because it includes
0: it. Windows 10. But now we've got Windows 365. Yes. So Windows 365, <laughs> which we did talk about last week, because it went with the announcement. We did, yeah. Uh, no, no. I think it was two weeks ago we talked about it, actually, when it was announced, yeah. um, is the Cloud PC offering. So this is, not, this is basically desktop as a service, as a SaaS offering, not as a platform as a service, which is... The um
1: azure uh,
0: azure, azure. Azure, yeah basically because on that area you have access to the configuration that changes. this is basically a Windows box that you log into, you have no control over the underlying infrastructure
1: no it's just Windows as a service
0: exactly, but it's not cheap mm. Mm. well, it depends on yes guess, how you or look no, at that.
1: depending who you are comparing it to.
0: Well, there's a lot of plans, <laughs> as we talked there, about. There, there
1: are a number,
0: but I mean they're
1: already broken down. Do you start with how many CP, how many uh, virtual CPUs do you want between one, two, four, and eight? And then they have either two, what, four, eight, sixteen, or thirty-two gig RAM.
0: But the basic bottom options, end yeah. is, is in the UK at least, which these prices do not include VAT. So there's no, you know, sales taxes, our American yep. friends would say. They start at £17 per user per month for a single CPU, 2 gig of RAM, and 64 gig of storage. Ouch. What are you running on that? (laughs) Not a lot. I mean, that is basically a browser on the cloud, isn't it?
1: Yeah, that is, yeah. And you'll obviously need a browser to access the browser in the cloud.
0: Yeah, so the machine that you are likely to be using to access... That virtual PC is probably more powerful than the one you're logging into.
1: <laughs> it is a bit crazy. I
0: don't uh, get it.
1: But you do get up to sixteen percent discount if you already have a Windows Ten Pro license.
0: Ah, so this is your this is your bring your own licensing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, exactly. If you've already, especially if you've got enterprise where you you know you've got an all you can eat kind of buffet of Windows Ten Pro licenses, then you know you're not not repaying for those again.
0: No, definitely not. But then they get into the more kind of mainstream area, the where you get the two CPU models. And for two CPU, there's a whole there's a whole set of four gig options ranging from 64 to 256. Yeah. And then there's eight gig of RAM with 128 and 256. And then you get a load of four gig, uh, sorry, four CPU with 16 gig of RAM. Yeah. And uh, a la carte storage. And then the big daddy of the lot is the eight CPU, 32 gig of RAM, all the way up to five twelve gig of storage, but, but that
1: I mean, it, uh, it doesn't to me. It doesn't look usable really until you probably get to the four CPU one.
0: No, so your four CPU. So let's say your four CPU, sixteen gig of RAM, two fifty six gig of storage. Yeah, yeah, sixty four pound a month.
1: Ah, see, I am looking at the dollar pricing, but seventy nine dollars. Yeah, sixty four pounds.
0: And if you jump to the eight CPU, thirty two gig of RAM, and let's say I want the big daddy of it. Yep. We're talking £135 a month. What's that?
1: $162.
0: Yeah. Ouch. I'm lost.
1: Now, these actually do seem a bit cheaper. I was looking at the pricing for, I mean, I didn't actually write it down, but I was looking at the pricing for AWS. Uh, and they're. I think they call it Workplace. What's yeah, it Workspace? Do, yeah. 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 Uh, and it does, it's hard to get an exact match for match, but it looks a bit cheaper. But AWS also give you that ability to pay by the hour.
0: Yeah, whereas Microsoft is is not. It's, it's...
1: So yeah, AWS every single one they do, if you're doing it by the hour, is ten dollars a month and then so many pence per hour.
0: But that's how nearly every AWS service works, isn't it?
1: It is. And they do. They do offer a set price for the entire month, which is a bit more expensive than Microsoft's offering. So, so it really depends: Are you going to use it all the time? how much is what's the use case here? I suppose as to which is going to be the better
0: for you. I, I have to say, I'm still struggling um, with the use cases for this. Hmm. Because yeah. if you're a company that's already doing um, desktop as a service or, or, or yeah. desktop virtualization as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, you're either going to be running something like Citrix or you're running VMware Horizon. Yep. And you're going to be running that either on your on-prem or you're going or to Or even in it Azure. Azure. Yeah, or AWS. Yeah, in Azure, AWS. Or you could be running it on... Um, uh, yeah, sorry, exactly. AWS or any of the hyperscalers that, that offer it. Yep. Granted, you're also paying for the underlying infrastructure there as well, the, the cloud infrastructure there. When you break down those costs, I don't know whether this is more expensive or or it's, cheap, or it's cheaper. I'm That's not entirely sure, but I'm just curious of like if you've got to access this from something else. And I have seen some stuff on Twitter today, like one guy was accessing it on a Samsung tablet. Oh, I um, see someone
1: saying mentioned about a Raspberry Pi.
0: Yes, you know Samsung tablet. yeah, you know, with a with a phone. Um, uh, you know when uh, you know oh Dex you know, is Dex yeah yeah uh, and. Um, And also, you know, with a Microsoft uh, like wireless keyboard and mouse job, you know, you're fine here. That kind of makes sense because you know, effectively, you're trying to. This could be accessed from hardware that isn't as good. But if you're logging into this from your, I don't know, your MacBook Pro, your iPad Pro, your Surface Pro, you know, yeah, they're better machines in one respect, are they not?
1: (laughs) They are. They are, and you know, and quite often these virtual PCs are all all about security, aren't they? Keeping it all within the DC. Yeah. But these are out there in the cloud. And is then Microsoft just admitting that his own products for securing its own OS aren't up to aren't up to stuff?
0: I, I don't know. I, I, I'm puzzled. I, you know, this is really early days. But what I wonder here is, are we seeing a return? And I think I said this two weeks ago. Are we seeing here a return to the classic... Um, terminal services style, you know, access where you've got a thin client, yep. and you're accessing your full fat PC in the cloud.
1: Maybe, but I mean, I mean, the, the, this to me because it's been simplified, seems like it's aimed at small companies,
0: but it's, who yeah, don't but
1: have the IT expertise. But are they going to pay that much?
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. They can afford laptops, surely.
1: Yeah, they're just going to go buy a laptop. Because you know, it's cheaper.
0: The only thing that comes with this, obviously, that these come if you, if, unlike the, let's take the uh, the Azure cloud uh, yeah. PC version, you know, the, the desktop virtualization. Those mm. ones basically is a Windows 10 box that you create yourself through spinning up, you know, desktop yep. virtualization. You then need to enroll those devices into your version of Intune or Config Manager or Microsoft Endpoint Manager, whatever it's called this week and you need to manage them, you own them. These devices are automatically enrolled into Endpoint Manager, aren't they? So there's no management of the device at all.
1: It's all done dusted for you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you're right. At an SMB level, you know, that that could be some large companies that you could class as SMB. Yep. Who don't want the, like you say, the overhead of an IT infrastructure they just want it to work. It's fine. But how then would you add these things to your domain or, or any of that stuff? But I suppose if you, but you mm. you're probably not running a domain, I suppose, today. No, you are cloud then, first. Cloud first, you're running it with Okta or something, I suppose, single sign ons. We we're talking earlier. Yeah. Uh, as an example, you know, other companies do exist, but you get my point. But I, mean, I don't know. What,
1: what do we know, though? Because you can't sign up for a free trial anymore. They've <laughs> run well, out of capacity.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I was humming and ahhing, I said to you, I was umming and ahhing, yep. Um, about this the other day I was looking at it, and because it, it, you get the first two months for free, Um, and I thought, I'll sign up for it and then cancel it, you know, like you do.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, so give it. it a while.
0: And I thought, I'll try it. And like you, say, like you say, yesterday evening, they made the announcement, didn't they, that they'd run out of capacity. It was like, oh. I was like, <laughs> I was like okay. So Microsoft has run out of space in its own. So, so what
1: do we know, home? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do we know? But when we can get our hands on it, I think I will take it for a spin. Yeah, I will. Do uh, it. And uh, see where we go. I might try the high end one if I can, rather than the low end <laughs> to see what we get.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to do a speed test on that bandwidth because you get 10 gig down, don't you?
0: Yeah, we get. It's supposed. i saying it's supposed to be full on, isn't it? 10 so gig down. You give it a second
1: 10... down of four up.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I want to see
1: a speed test of that.
0: Okay. So let's kind of finish off the last story tonight, which is uh, a continuation from last week when we talked about Jeff Jeff Amazon and his <laughs> his pitch to the US government to basically say, look, don't pay me any of the money. That yeah. You would pay me in the the contracts. Just let me get you to the moon. Yes. Well, hasn't quite worked out, has he hoped, has it?
1: Not at all, no. So the, uh, the, the, the Government Accountability Office, or GAO, I've said Friday that it was denying both Blue Origins protest and a separate challenge filed by Dynetics, uh, who are a defence contractor, uh, who also submitted a pro- proposal. So they've denied both of those. They concluded that NASA didn't violate any laws or regulations when granting the sole award to SpaceX.
0: There you have it. There you mm. have it. But like, I did see yeah. some
1: interesting <laughs> figures in that, though. So, so SpaceX came in at $2.9 billion, okay? the total package, yeah, Blue Origin came in at five point nine nine billion. So even knocking off the two billion, we're still down to what a billion difference.
0: Not really doing much, is it? <laughs> in that kind of check, you know, that grand scheme of things, isn't it? You know,
1: no. So it didn't really help them up the upfront cost because they were still a billion over.
0: So. Where does this leave origin then?
1: Well, well, they have a statement. There's always a statement.
0: Always a statement from, from an un, unnamed spokesperson, person, of course.
1: Exactly. So they said that they stand firm, or we stand firm in our belief that there are fundamental issues with NASA's decisions, but the GA, <laughs> GAO wasn't able to address them due to their limited jurisdiction. Uh, we'll continue to advocate for the two immediate providers who we believe it is the right solution.
0: Now, I know the answer to this, but I've got to ask you anyway. How did Elon Musk (laughs) respond? (laughs) Didn't he put a
1: big, uh, what was it, the muscly arm going, yeah, on Twitter, did he? He did. (laughs) After a big picture of his big rocket.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So
1: Landing on the moon, wasn't it?
0: (laughs) Well, I think that was, yeah. So um, (laughs) that's their their rendering of uh, one of their starships, wasn't it? Uh, Landing on the moon talking of which they are about to, tr- I think in the next few weeks, very soon actually, uh, their Starship prototype is going to go for its first suborbital launch, isn't it? And that it thing is, is big.
1: <laughs> it's very, very big.
0: Very big indeed. Uh, we'll hopefully, let's we'll add that for next week's show um, because then we put that together and we'll talk about a little bit of basically how big that thing really is and uh, the run up to the suborbital launch. But yeah, basically Jeff, Sorry, Elon had this one before you. Definitely. So, before we close out tonight, a uh, quick addition to the show notes: that Carl's like, what? what, what? Um, <laughs> I was going to add in a game. I forgot to add into the show notes, but a uh, quick game review this week. So, this week I picked up a copy of Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts Two. Yes, that snappily titled game, uh, which is not well. Yes, it is. It is a Hitman knockoff. <laughs> so, Sniper Ghost Warrior uh, is a modern shooter if you will uh set in some unnamed middle eastern terror country uh where in where you play as raven the lead operator for some unknown um organization of some description where you come into different um areas and you have the opportunity to you know complete tasks whether that be take out different you know contracts yep. uh or you know whether that be a terrorist leader you pick up some intel and, of course, you don't have to kill everybody, but you can. Uh, there are multiple sniper rifles to choose from. You can do close combat. Um, it isn't bad. It is not Hitman 3. I'll make that very clear today. <laughs> it is not Hitman 3. This game is uh, only, well, just shy of 15 um, gig installed on Steam. Um, wow. It does have, though, very positive reviews on Steam, which I think was was quite impressive. There was a bundle of uh, different, you know, things you could take. I picked up the basic, uh, the basic, what do you want to call it, um, uh, mission, if you will. Um, but yeah, you know, playability. About seventeen hours in, it's not bad. It does have the classic. Uh, it it well, this kind of when I say it's not Hitman, it lends itself more to Sniper Elite, if that makes sense. You know, the, yeah. the, the World War Two shooter. Um, it has a kill cam of you know, uh, you know, following the bullet, basically okay, shooting someone's yeah, head. Yeah uh you know and all that kind of stuff um and you know it's uh it's not bad graphics wise it's not going to win any awards it's a bit glitchy in places storyline is paper thin but nothing beats lying on a ridge line, getting your binoculars out lining up and tagging you know a few yep. enemies and then one by one popping their heads um it's quite satisfactory i have to say Will it be playable after I've completed the missions? I don't know. You know, I've got one bonus contract to do when I've done it. Yeah. Will I go back and pick it up again? I think it's going to depend on whether they they dump any more, um, you know, DLC. Yeah, into it basically that. But yeah, so not bad at all. The one of the DLCs that did come out, I did have a look on Steam. um, Was this what they call the Shroud DLC, which was very negatively uh, reviewed? In fact, oh really. quite a few bits of their dlc with negative review they have just released um a free major expansion called butcher's bank quit which is the one i think i'm just playing now um which is which has been favorable but i think the fact that they've released it as free has kind of told you <laughs>
1: that's why yeah
0: <laughs> yeah that's why but yeah not bad at all i wanted just to slip that into the show notes um, as a little, uh, you know, pick-me-up this week. Uh, we will. We haven't done much gaming reviews, I know, for a little while, have we? So I wanted to just no. make sure everybody was aware that we were still playing games. <laughs> we are indeed. So I think probably that's a good place to wrap it up for tonight. What do you think, Carl? Definitely, yep. So in that case, then, we'll be back next week for episode 50 of the Weekly Tech Rant, where we will bring you all the latest in the tech news and stories going. We may even bring back the Tech Rant weekly tech rumor mill which we introduced (laughs) last week depending on what we can find but on that note i've been jay
1: i've been carl have a good evening all